You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come to today's episode, as always, please, everybody, check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. We have got all our content going on there. We have our live pre-game streaming show, which is called Game Day from the UK, where our guys get together to preview the, the game that is just incoming, as well as all our podcast episodes and other fun content as well goes on there. If you're listening on your favourite podcast app, thank you for joining us. We can be caught anywhere on Apple, Google, uh, Podbean, all the usual platforms. And if you're listening on Apple, please do us a little favour and just give that a five-star rating if, of course, you enjoy the show, which I'm sure you do. On to today's episode, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the pod from Baddy Sports, Florida, it's Mr. Jeremy Tashay. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I am great. I am much better now that I am here with you. Was having some fun little computer troubles before we started this one, and I'm actually using a different computer as a result, but we're here. We're enjoying each other's company, ready to talk some heat basketball. Absolutely. Yes, I'm delighted to have you back on because I think it's been about a year since we last yep. spoke and a lot's changed in that time, mainly with you, Jeremy, and your role. I mean, um, let's just talk a little bit about that. Um, your role now with Bally Sports Florida. What a, what a way to spend a living, basically. And, uh, you know, when I watch you, you know, uh, interviewing Heat players and Panthers players and Monarchs players, I mean, just a dream. How are you enjoying this role? It must be fantastic. Man, thank you, first of all, for saying that. And I appreciate you seeing the very clear and obvious joy that I have doing the show. Like, I am so grateful. Um, and for those who, who don't know the specifics, uh, the name of my podcast, and I'm, I'm sorry to be plugging another podcast Absolutely. on your Plug podcast, away. but the name of my podcast is Miami Miked Up. Um, and essentially what we do is long form, you know, sometimes 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes to an hour interviews with athletes down here in South Florida, but also I've spoken with a number of local journalists and even national journalists uh, who cover sports as well. And, and honestly, the main goal for me is to try to give everybody some insight into who that person is, whether they're an athlete, whether they're a commentator. I want you guys to kind of know beyond just what you know them for. Um, and, and so that has been kind of a fun balance because also when you're catching up with a heat player in the middle of the season, there's a million basketball questions you want to ask. So I'm always trying to kind of find that line. Um, but man, this has been like, this literally is a dream role. Like this is a dream come true. And I like, I just love talking with people. I just yep. love learning people's stories. And I, I, it's something I've always liked from a young age, like in making friends, I was always the person sort of bridging our friend groups together because I was the one always asking, Hey, what do you like? And what do you like? And so, yeah. Oh, you guys could be friends. And like, I, that's something I love. And to feel like I'm getting to do that in a way in introducing some lesser known players or speaking to more known players and maybe finding out things about them that we didn't know before. Um, or just kind of finding new angles to the things you've heard before. Uh, but man, I'm, I'm having such a blast and I feel so lucky because Bally has really, really supported me in this initiative. And like, they're a really wonderful group of people to work with and they've, they've promoted the show and 
our connection to these teams is what's helped me get a number of guests. So I'm very, very grateful to be working at Valley Sports Florida. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. not and a promo it, for the network, but it's a promo <laughs> for the network. Watch everything we do. And it, it is something that really does show in in, in the work as well, because, um, you know, it's a fantastic show, Miami Mike's up. And, you know, I, you. I, I'm by no means an expert. This, this is just a hobby for me entirely. But we are one of the prominent UK fan accounts here. And I get other guys that come up and, and DM me and ask me, look, we're thinking of starting a pod, any advice and so on. And my advice to everybody is always the same is, you know, if you're enjoying it, it will show in your content. Yep. If you ever feel like it's a chore or you're not up for doing it or you start to feel like it's becoming more like work than fun, it will show. So the only thing I'll mm-hmm. say to anybody is I say, look, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you'll have fun with it. And that will that will totally elevate from your performance and and what people your listening experience and that's what you get when you listen to Miami Mike's up it is completely that way so it's a brilliant brilliant listen well thank you and I will also say like what what is so wonderful about it is that it can also be an outlet for me to experience joy right because Mm -hmm. these are weird times like in a general sense and and even when they're not weird times like I've been pretty public that mental health is something that's like important to me. And so I'm someone that deals with my own ups and downs and kind of no matter where I'm at on a given week, like Miami mic'd up is something like the irony is what I ask everybody is, Hey, what's something that brought you joy this week. And for me, the answer would always be the show, which just happens to be work. Also the, I always ask them outside of work. So it is that kind of thing running up against each other, but that's what I always sort of hope for it to be for anybody else too, is if, if, whatever is going on in your day and your week and your month, like I'm hoping that just sort of the positivity around our episodes is something that can, can be like, Hey, here's some sports entertainment that also really is cloaked as just a moment of like 30 minutes of release for everybody. So hopefully that's what it can continue to be in a sense. And that that's kind of the family we're forming around it. But I'm just grateful that anybody is listening at all or watching these videos on social media yeah, it's yeah. been really fun. It is it is great. And so if you don't know, if you haven't heard of it before, especially this side of the pond, we're getting more and more UK fans. <laughs> uh, this side, it is growing all the time. So please go and check out Mummy Mike's Hub because it's, it's your favourite guys being spoken to by a great guy in Germany. So go and check it out and bookmark it. It's uh, You won't regret it. Jeremy, let's talk some heat basketball. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So, you know, for the first time in what seems like forever, um, the Heat are pretty much at full strength now. Um, still missing, obviously, one or two, which, again, are getting close. We'll come to that in a second. But most importantly, after many, many weeks of Bam being out, Jimmy here being in and out, and, of course, Kyle being out for best part of three weeks now for his own personal reasons, we had all of them on court together for the first time in what seems like forever, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And what comes with that is a comfortable win against the San Antonio Spurs last night. Is it as easy to say as, you know, good things happen when your best players are on court? I would say that that's certainly helpful. Like, it was funny that as the Heat were going through their first funk in, you know, what felt like the whole season, but their first funk in two and a half months, getting Kyle Lowry back helps that. Shocker, right? Like, (laughs) of course it's going to help you. Kyle Lowry, as we all spoke about in the time while Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo were missing, look at the difference he was making with all of these players and distributing the basketball. And the main thing that while he was out, the heat were missing was the ability to attack in the half court and some of the more efficient outlet passes. So like you can play with Kyle Lowry's mentality all you want, but not everybody on the heat is Kyle Lowry when it comes to pushing the pace. And so 
it was wonderful when guys like Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent were leading the way in pushing the pace, but neither of them at this stage in their career is, is as refined at doing so as Kyle Lowry is. And so having him back is a huge deal for Miami. And really to put that in perspective, right? We say like, oh, it's been the first time since what they hadn't played together. The three of them mm. since before Markeith Morris went out. Wow. That's how long it's been. Markeith Morris was hurt November 29th against the Denver Nuggets. November 27th was the last time the three of them had played together in a game. Wow. So when you really think about it, think about how long it feels like since you've seen Marquise Morris on the floor, that's how long it was since you'd seen all three of them at the same time. So number one, remarkable job by those guys I just mentioned, Vincent, Struess, Caleb Martin, Omer Yurtsevin for a stretch, mm -hmm. stepping up and contributing and leading this team to where they were a first place team for about a week there and are right near the top of the conference. But now what you saw last night is a better reflection of what the Heat will be going forward, which is okay. Our four horses, because really you include Tyler in that. And you could say five and, you know, with PJ, I mean, it's really easy. Yeah. Duncan, like last night showed why having all three guys is so crucial to this whole roster, right? Duncan Robinson had 18 points and you almost like, barely felt his impact yeah. and I don't mean that in a negative way I mean that in Duncan Robinson at his number at everything that he is as the shooting guard with that starting lineup should basically always be getting to 15 18 points just because the offense works so wonderfully to get him open and get him open looks and so when you have him alongside the four other starters plus a guy like Tyler Hero now Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin and Max Struess can genuinely just play D Dwayne Dedman, like he says, play until they blow a gasket in their spurts. Now we're going to start to see what this team really is. And you hope that they can maintain this health through the rest of the season so that we can really see for a couple of months here exactly what they are. Yeah, and it, it's amazing. It's a good point to bring up because it's amazing how much that when they're on all together, how much the floor raises because, yeah, you're right with someone like Duncan Robinson who's always being sort of thrown into various different trade scenarios, etc. And yet he hasn't really been, hasn't seen the time. He's always available, Duncan, always available. Always. He hasn't seen the time with the players that are designed to be around him. And last night, exactly. yeah, he said 18 points. I do have in-game commentary, Fred. I don't think I even mentioned Duncan in my exactly. in-game commentary, Fred. And that's to your point, is that the fact that he's now allowed to do what he's allowed to do, what he's there for, because he's got mm -hmm. the players built around him. So that's a good point to bring up. Um, we mentioned on our stream during the stretch where we had no Bam, Jimmy out for certain times, um, Tyler, you know, in and out with COVID protocols, etc. cetera. Um, but Kyle always being there. Um, that constant and incredible performances from these role players that you bring up with Caleb, uh, Max, uh, Gabe Vincent, Omar, etc. They all done incredibly well. They stepped up to the plate when needed in that standard next man up mentality that the Heat promote. And um, but we said that you know as great as they've done, and this is not taking any way anything away from them at all. When you miss a player, if sorry, if Carl Lowry wasn't in on court during those times, the record would not look as good. So that being mm. said, with Cole now coming back and, you know, we, we've missed times where we had no band, missed times where we had no Jimmy and had players that could fill in that role. Is it fair to say then that Kyle missing sort of says that perhaps he is our most impactful player, not necessarily our best player. People would say that, you know, Jimmy, Bam, et cetera, would probably be ahead in the peck and all of that, but as an impact 
to a player to have that sort of impact on a game. That would that is it fair to say that goes to Carl Lowry? It's a really wonderful way of putting it because the biggest difference in this Heat team in terms of their roster from year to year, obviously PJ Tucker and all of the things that he is doing, it it goes without saying what an unbelievable impact he's had. And so he's another argument that you could float up there weirdly where most impactful player, you take him away and the little things that he does. And we noticed the difference when he wasn't playing the other night, but Kyle Lowry takes away Jimmy Butler's need to dominate the ball every single time he's on the floor. It takes away Tyler Hero's need to play only isolation ball to get buckets. It takes away Bam's need to create his own shot. It allows all of these other guys who might be considered more skilled or more quote unquote impactful in a given game to actually unlock their highest potential. And it's, it's a similar impact. It's not the same. It's not the same jump from year to year, but it's a similar impact to the one Chris Paul had on the Suns, Mm, right? Where it took, having a real stable veteran all-star caliber point guard took so much pressure off of DeAndre Ayton, off Devin Booker, off other young players on that team. And for them adding not PJ Tucker, but another heat guy, Jay Crowder, right. To do the little things. Like it's a very similar, we're going to go get our rough and, and tumble version of a guy who will do the little things from the four and we're going to go get ourselves a veteran one and it's going to unlock everything else and I I do think that that's part of why you could say Kyle Lowry is the most impactful player that if he was out for a series you'll notice him being out maybe more so than even Jimmy or Bam which seems crazy considering all of the little things that those two guys do right they're walking triple doubles those two you know, on any given night, either of them could pull it off. So it's amazing to say, but there's an argument to be made that like, he's the one guy they clearly can't miss in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's basically, that's the great final way to to statement that is that you can't do without him because, you know, as great as, you know, Gabe has been sensational. Gabe has been Um, sensational. Yeah. That's, we both use the same word. Like literally he's been amazing and and better than anybody anticipated. And it's, my goodness, like it, he's an NBA player now. Like he's yeah. like, that guy's in the league, period. You know, that's amazing. But he would not at his most confident say, I'm Kyle Lowry right now. You know, it's awesome. The, the path that we see for him and the impact he's already making, yeah. but missing Kyle Lowry, there, there's a, there's a drop off there in a way that like, same deal with Bam. You have to completely change the way you do things when that guy's not there. And that is the one difference in Jimmy impacts the game in a million different ways. But strangely, we've seen with Caleb, like yeah. if you plug in another guy and ask him to do some of those things, if the rest of the construct is there, it can be duplicated a little bit more than the way that Bam or Kyle could be duplicated. And that's only because they play more unique positions, the five and the one, which are more of the sort of unicorn positions in their own way. So it's not, that's not a slight at Jimmy as much as it's sort of a, he's the all-star and he deserves to be, he's the best player on the team. And I don't think there's really anybody having a conversation otherwise, but that's the impact that can be had there. And and like you said, the drop-off from one to the next is, is significant. 
at yep. the point guard position. Yeah, definitely. And I think that sums it up beautifully. And I think that, yeah, that's it. The, 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 as I said, we noticed this during that spell is when the, the record would not be as good with Cole Lowry missing during that time. And that is, you know, that just shows the impact that he has. So, and to think that people didn't want that trade to happen, well, you can go and eat your L's because it shows you <laughs> how much he's done. It's, it's been an incredible acquisition and we're so pleased to have him back. So let's hope that continues. Let's talk about mm-hmm. All-Stars then, because you just mentioned Jimmy Butler there. Jimmy Butler is our sole All-Star, and correctly so. You know, done another fantastic season for him. Six-time All-Star, completely deserves to be there despite missing parts of the season. Um, there was obviously campaigns for Bam Adebayo, Tyler Harrow. Bam, I don't think really you can miss six weeks of the season and expect to get an All-Star uh, appearance. Right. Um, nothing to say about the calibre of the player, of course, but just hasn't worked for him again. Same as last year, injuries at the wrong time. So no grievances there, I don't think. But Tyler Hero perhaps could feel a little bit snubbed. He's been playing incredible basketball this season. He has stepped up. He's been available. He's averaging 25 and 5 at the moment. He's an absolute lock for sixth man of the year. He's in the outside, yep. outskirts of, of most improved player. Should he feel a bit snubbed here for not getting a first all-star appearance? I think whether or not he should, I hope that he does. Yes. Uh, that's that's first of all. Um, I actually kind of do think that, that this is a bit of a snub. Um, I, and specifically for the reasons that I see in like Twitter comment sections, right? So I, I see a lot of people reputationally not understanding what Tyler Hero's actual impact is on this basketball team. The fact that he really is, like Coach Spo says, a sixth starter, you know? Yeah. And, and the fact that for many, many, many segments of this season, he was the go-to guy in many moments where the Heat were coming back in games. And, like, he... The argument could be made that nobody has had a greater impact on the Heat's record so far than Tyler Hero like that because he was available for most of these games and productive in most of these games while being more efficient than we've ever seen him Mm. he helped lead the heat to a lot of wins and what you see in like the Twitter comment section is oh he's Jordan Clarkson or you know he's this he's that he's just this guy that gets you know gets buckets And while he is absolutely a bucket getter, and while if you look at his game logs, there's a few games where some of the guys are out where he's three for 17 or six for 21, because yeah, they asked him to shoot the ball more. And the scheme was going after stopping him because there's no Jimmy or no Kyle or no Bam or all of them. He has been so remarkably impactful for this team in the way that his playmaking has elevated significantly from year to year, the way that you see him making passes in the lane this season is something we didn't see from him before the way that he's added certain moves to be able to finish in plays where last year it would have been, all right, kick it out and give me back. Like now he's just got to move to be able to take a shot from the mid range, even when he's kind of lost. Right. There are little things that he's done to improve his game and the impact that he's had on this team that's at the top of the conference. It makes it pretty hard to make an argument against him. I understand why every single guy who made the all-star team made it. And specifically, considering the guy who probably would have been left out would have been Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. I have a hard time even making the argument to say, kick that guy out for Tyler. Yeah. 
But I know that Tyler Hero has been an all-star caliber player this season, regardless of whether or not he's named an NBA all-star. Would it be cool if, you know, between injuries and guys deciding not to play and all these things, if he got named the all-star and got to go out there? Yeah. On the same note, I think I would bet a lot of people around the Heat organization are kind of hoping, now nah, let's have him pissed off going into the second half. Like, yeah. let's have him mad. And honestly, like, not to, I, I don't want to like wrap myself into this, but the be- remember at the beginning of the season when everybody was like all over Tyler after the same conversation comment about Luka Doncic and that, you know, I haven't been on our podcast, whatever. But after the whole narrative went that way, he came out guns blazing to start the season and was unbelievable. Can only hope that the slight of not being named an all-star is just something he keeps in the, you know, in the tool belt as a little extra motivation and goes on another one of those stretches where it's 25, 27, 25, 30, and is putting up monster numbers and, and playing efficient. Yeah, and I think that you're you're right in saying that you know that I don't I don't think there's any uproar in the fact that Tyler Harrow isn't there because as you say, no. so one of the guys that would have to come out, you'd have that the argument would be there exactly what you just said. It's it it, it 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 would maybe be more of a snub to then to include him on in at the expense of, for example, a Fred Van Fleet. So there's mm-hmm. no uproar there, but I think Spo summed it up and said, look, either way, he's playing all-star basketball. Yeah. Um, so for us, that's great news. He's only just turned 22 years old. You, uh, you know, we've got this, a whole career in front of him. And it's amazing that, you know, we've just talked about Kyle Lowry there. And this time last year or before trade deadline, there was conversations about Tyler Harrow being the piece that would make that trade happen before trade deadline, which yeah. obviously didn't happen in the end. He came in free agency. It's but just... now. Sorry, I, I apologize. I, I totally interrupted your point. I feel horrible. I continue continue the point you were about to make, and then I promise I will jump in afterward. I apologize. Uh, so, and, now, and now, as I say, we've now we've got to, to have him on the team with Kyle, and not only the fact that he's improved his game, he's got these incredible rail mounted moves. Now that he does this little hesitation move, the fact that he can get to the basket a lot quicker. He's not just that sniper that he was drafted in to be, and for him to add that to our arsenal with the other assets we've got. It's huge. This is a guy that we were willing to sort of throw in in trade scenarios for really anybody not that long ago. And now we're, I wouldn't trade him for Bradley Bill right now. So, you know, this is a guy that has got all of his future ahead of him. And I'm delighted for his uh, for his ascension this year. The, the thing that I was jumping in and eagerly interrupting you to say, and, and I don't know if it's currently in my Twitter drafts or if I ever tweeted it, because I think I might have been afraid to make the comparison. But this team reminds me so much of the Spurs team that beat the Heat. It just reminds me so much. And you can literally draw direct comparisons to the things that these guys do. Bam is not Tim Duncan, but he's doing for this team the Tim Duncan things. Butler does the Kawhi things, right? Tyler does the Manu things. Kyle does does the Tony Parker things. Honestly, P.J. Tucker does, I hate to say it, some of the Boris Diaw things. Right. I mean, there's literally like there's direct Danny Green, Duncan Robinson, like there's direct comparisons to all of these roles. And what it comes down to is all of these play Patty Mills could be Gabe Vincent. Like there's so many of these direct comparisons of these guys with similar skill sets who move the ball around so beautifully. And I just can't wait to see all of these guys maximize what they can do, because what's what was so interesting is like you've watched Jimmy in the first few games back here. And this is before Kyle came back, but kind of trying to figure out how to reassert himself. 
Is it, do I go try to score 37 points? Is it, do I try to get a triple double every night? Or is it somewhere in the middle? And the likelihood is, is it's somewhere in the middle. The yeah. best thing for the team would be 22 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, something like that, where you're impacting the game in a lot of ways, asserting yourself where you can. But those are the things that these guys are now going to really get to hone in on the roles after. And there's this kind of lucky dynamic in this weird injury riddled season and COVID riddled season. They got to watch all their role players do all the things that they do best. And so now they know how to set up their teammates even better than they probably would have had they been playing alongside them. Like there's this really kind of wonderful silver lining to that. So it excites me. It's the reason why like I'm begging for a Heat Warriors finals. I'm begging for it because it would just be the most beautiful basketball we've ever seen. It really would. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that would be incredible. And of course, the final piece to come back, we'll only very quickly touch on this because one more segment I want to get to before I go. But one yeah. more piece still to come, which is, of course, Victor Oladipo. Now, can I ask you, Jeremy, uh, hate Twitter, well, everything went into a bit of a storm when Bally Sports released the uh, yes. the the uh, the footage of him working out and looking sharp on the on the uh, broadcast the other night was that down to you that that tweet or that footage did you say yeah that? so 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 the footage we aired it on the broadcast uh but yeah probably twitter doesn't go so crazy if it just happens on the broadcast and nobody puts it out there into twitter so i knew what my job was which was to stir the pot a little bit i know yeah. nothing as to whether or not victor oladipo is coming back tomorrow or never like I have, I have no information. All I know is I saw that workout and had the same exact reaction that everybody else did, which was, oh, that looks like Victor Oladipo. Like that, like that looks like the guy that we all remember. And to hear the comments from some of the guys that have basically been like, he looks way better than what he looked like last time. Man, he was dang good when he was on the floor for the heat, right? Like we all remember that the same way. I know it was only a few games, but it felt like the impact was, going to be there knowing and this is and here's like part of conversation I had with him before the season was about his health and asking him like you know because he talked about it like it was walking on pins needles and so the way he described it to me was before after the first surgery and after going through that first rehab before he then got hurt again and he was like waking up in the morning and taking my first step it felt like I was stepping on knives like that's the type of pain he was in while he wow. was playing in wow. a heat uniform, mm. right? Like that's what he was going through. And he, and now, and so when he got hurt, like that's what, that's what he was going through. Now he says, he's like, I can just walk to the kitchen and get a bite to eat, you know, yeah. or in the middle of the night, go get a glass of water and it's okay. And that was at the beginning of this season, right? Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that he's feeling that much stronger and that much more comfortable just in his body in a way that he hasn't in a few years. Like it's been a long time since this guy has felt truly healthy and God, I cannot imagine what that must feel like. Just the emotional hurdle of that, whether or not he ever plays on the same level again, the idea that he can hopefully step back on a basketball court and just feel like, okay, whatever I'm contributing is actually a hundred percent of what my body will allow me to contribute because I'm at a hundred percent. Let's find out whether or not I'm great. Yep. Like that's, that's incredible to just release the, all right, at least I'll know how good I can be. And that's like, that's gotta be an unbelievable feeling right now. And God, I hope we get him back soon just because he just seems like such a wonderful human being who's been dying to play for the Miami heat for so many 
years yeah. with his relationship with Dwayne Wade. So gosh, I hope he comes back. I know I just took that a million miles no, an hour, no, but gosh, it, I, I hope we get to see him. It is a great way to think. Yeah, to, as you say, to, to just know that you're you're giving your all without the worry about the repercussion of what that might be doing to your body is a wonderful thing. And if you can add that with production, he looked very good in that short clip that we saw. Um, add some reps. We could have an all-star caliber player, player added to an already title contending team. And that is very exciting. So, yes. yeah, great stuff. We will look forward to Vic's return as and when it comes. Final segment, Jeremy. Um, just want to talk to you about uh, a, a, a list of untouchables, if you like. This is something Do I've it. nicked off of uh, David Ramil and Wes Goldberg on Locked on Heat. Um, if you didn't see this episode, it was their latest episode. They did a whole list, 1 to 15, down the roster of who they believed were the Heat untouchables in rank. And they really split their opinion, which is surprising, because you think that maybe huh. you'd be on the same page. And they wasn't really. So it was a really interesting episode. Please go and check that out. We have not got time for 115, Jeremy, but we will do our 1 to 5, because even in this episode that they did, there was discrepancies. So very quickly, in terms of however you want to rank them as an untouchable, who would you put down as your 1 to 5 from the Miami Heat roster? And I'll give you mine. Well, So this is interesting, right? Because like, I could, there's like your opinion and then also like what you actually think the truth is. And I think that it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? So for me, I know who the five are, the five, and I, I, I'll list them in the order and I'll go from, from, from five to one. So I'll, I'll end with the most untouchable. So I would say five, it, I'll say five is Tyler Hero. And the only reason I say five is strictly because he's the player who could land you the most of anybody on the Heat roster. And so theoretically, only because the possibility is there that he could land you Damian Lillard or Damian Lillard. (laughs) Like, because of that possibility, right? Like, a a guy of that caliber. I I totally get it. I'll put him at five. Then at four, I'll go ahead and put P.J. Tucker. Okay. He does everything. They're not going to, they can't, they won't move him. He uh, won't a, be a 36 year old player who's outperforming his 7.5 million contracts <laughs> by miles. By couldn't, couldn't possibly be performing, outperforming it more. Incredible. And then three, two, one, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. There you uh, go. The only reason I put Butler ahead of Adebayo is strictly because he is the face of all of it. And I, I just think that there's like a 0.00000% chance they would ever trade Jimmy Butler, yeah. nor do I think there's a chance that they would trade Bam. But if, if you smacked me across the face and said they were, they just traded one of them, who was, who was it? Yeah. The, it's Bam, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, in a world that that never happens, but it's those five guys, I think would be the five most untouchable players, no matter what opinion might be. Yeah. Uh, as to who should be. Yeah, I think that, and that was, um, you know, they they had the same, well, pretty much the same five, um, but they they switched on Bam and Jimmy, and I, I sided with Wes, who chose Jimmy, same as you, I go with Jimmy sure. at number one, just because, you know, th- th- as you said, th- there's no possibility that either goes, but Jimmy Butler is the reason that we are relevant again. And, yes. you know, we, we've, we've, he's absolutely encapsulates everything that this team and this culture is about. He's been rewarded very handsomely because of that. There's no way under any circumstances that he's leaving. He's retiring yep. with this team, in my opinion. So that is, that is a great. Now we, we only differ very slightly. 
So the one, two, three, four, five is the same. I go with, I go with uh, Jimmy, I go with Bam, I go with Kyle, and then my four, five are just slightly changed. I go with four with um, um, Tyler Hero hey. uh, and five with PJ oh. Tucker. Um, apart from that, we are bang on. The only other one that maybe that you could probably say, and this is really just down to what he brings to the heat, is Udonis Haslam. Because he's not he's not giving yeah, you, oh true he's not giving you any any sort of coaching or anything like, like that for any other team other than what you could put on the heat. But You're yeah, right. I'm, I should have I should have had him as number one. I should have known. <laughs> that's, an uh, uh, that's, that's 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 a total oversight. It's a total oversight. There was an oh, argument what a that mistake. he should be number one. There is an argument he should be one number. But it was a really good episode. Please go and check that out because they go into a lot more detail than what we just did. They skim it down. I mean, I think um, David Ramil, I think, had Wes, uh, sorry, um, Max Struess at five, which was incredible. So there's lots of arguments. There's lots of bickering that goes on there. Go and check it out. I'll say, in terms of opinions, that's not, that's not the worst opinion. It's not the worst opinion. Max Struess is a very good like he is a very good basketball player. It's exciting. And the, the interesting part, right, is, is so many people, and I'll, sorry, I know that we're going a little long, but I, I do think it's interesting as we head toward the trade deadline, there's all these people that want to point out, move Duncan, look at Max. Yeah, I would say we know exactly what Duncan is when he is only asked to be a shooter. Now, having a player who can do more things is beneficial. And even in that role, Max being better at some of the other things is helpful. But when all five of the quote unquote untouchables we just named are healthy, you really need that sniper role kind of just to be a sniper. Yep. And I still, despite some of the ups and downs, I know Duncan can and will do that to the right percentages that I need him to. And with the reputation, you see the way that, you know, the gravity that Spo talks about and all of that and people on heat Twitter kind of mess with it, but we know exactly what his impact is. And I think Max Struess is going to be a better basketball player. I think he might already be a better basketball player. I agree. But when we're talking about like filling a specific role in an eight or nine man rotation in the playoffs where five of those roles are already taken by guys who can do everything, Max fits it perfectly. Plug him in and he'll he'll help you. He'll do everything. But when you need the guy to just shoot, I still might lean on Duncan. And so I'm not so ready to just ship Duncan away. I think Duncan's a great elite shooter. He is. We see it all the time. And I really like this team as is. I know... It's easy to make tweaks, but I kind of just want to roll with what they got. That's if you had to ask me. Yep, I totally, totally agree with you. He, uh, well, just just people in general, sports fans in general, are obsessed with the transaction. They have loved that. They have yeah. loved the fact that tra- trades are exciting. But I don't want to touch this in for anybody. Yeah, you're right in everything you said. Duncan could maybe be replaced with 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 Max there, just sitting there in the sidelines. He's probably the better basketball player already. I agree with you. But there's nothing that I think out there that is going to be enough of a needle mover that I'm just going I to agree. give Duncan away with. So the fact that we've got these guys all the way down to you know seven, eight, nine with with Caleb and Gabe and Oladipo and Markeith Morris and oh, yeah, it's just incredible it's unbelievable how I'm much not, depth there is on this yeah, team I am not touching it at all right now this team is good to go we will see where it leads Jeremy what a fantastic episode thoroughly enjoyed it for anybody that yes. doesn't know where can they find you 
Uh, yeah, so you guys can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Tache. It's just my name, T-A-C-H-E is how you spell that last name. Um, everything that I do is there. There's also all sorts of sarcastic comments about a whole bunch of different things and me trying to be funny while failing. Uh, you can also, if you would, go ahead and subscribe to Miami Mic'd Up. Do that wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do a bunch of subscribing. Um, and if you enjoy what you hear, please let me know on Twitter. I would love to talk with you guys. Um, my DMs are open. So seriously, just I try to get back to everybody all the time and just talk. So I'm here. Yeah. Yep. Just come hang out. Yeah, please, please do. A great, great follow. Um, brilliant content. A fantastic guy and gives gives us great stuff. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So please go and follow everything that Jeremy does, uh, both personally and with Bally Sports and, of course, with Miami Mike's Up. A fantastic follow. Please go and bookmark it. And bookmark our stuff as well. Don't forget Miami Heat UK TV on YouTube. We're trying to grow that thing. Please subscribe and uh, follow us at the Miami Heat UK on all social media networks. We will be back next week with a new show. Until then, guys, thank you for listening. As always, take it easy and we'll catch up soon. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.